it's coming into the application season for teachers um, that this would be a good month to kind of concentrate on not only applications in this episode but we're going to talk about interviews and um, kind of just what the process is now we've been through quite a few interviews in mm. our time as teachers um, and so we definitely have the kind of expertise and experience to talk about this um, I mean, I only, we only joined our schools very recently as well. So we've actually been through this process quite recently. Um, and I have been through quite a few SLT um, interviews as well. So I've got that kind of side of things. Yeah. And then we've obviously both done head of year interviews and then yeah. I've done head of department interviews. Yeah. Um, so we've done lots of kind of things on top of interviews as well that we'll talk about, kind mm. of like being tray exercises or yeah. student panels <laughs> yes. and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. And um, actually what we're going to do is I've got some posts that I'll post on socials as well, just um, in terms of advice um, and questions that you could be asked, etc because after every interview, I literally sat down and wrote down everything that I went through, yeah. um, just to kind of help with other teacher friends, but obviously it's quite fortuitous that I've got that, so I'll definitely yeah. post and that on social. Yeah, and I've done the same for yeah. the head of department one as well, and um, so yeah. yeah, we can kind of share the questions that we've been asked and... Yeah, because I've never been... Yeah, because like, I've never been for head of department role, but I've been for SLT roles, like you've been for head of department roles and other TLRs. I feel like you've had other TLRs Yeah, well, pupil you? premium. Yeah, you went for the pupil premium um, one. History teacher training. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure I... I'm not sure I applied for that. I think they maybe gave that to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think yeah. There's a bit um, of a thing in schools, isn't there? Like, sometimes... If it's an internal post, you don't necessarily have to apply and go through the whole yeah. interview process, whereas some schools do make you do that yeah. um, every single time. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Um, kind of relates to a bit to my getting the bin later. Say, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, starting off with a break time banter from Jenny. So I'm not sure how funny this is but hopefully let's see see what you think <laughs> but I wanted it to relate to applying for a new role because I kind of think you might think applying for a new job sounds a bit scary and you wouldn't think there could be any humor yeah. there um but I was applying for a role um and I'd put in an application found out that I was going to have an interview on the Monday mm. but then on the Saturday did a 10k race oh. and one kilometer in broke my leg um okay so then I was like, well, I'm still going to go to the interview. So um, I got my mum to drive me there. Oh, wow. Um, which is, yeah, you had, I just, when you had it with your mum. love it when you thought, have to get your mum to yeah, drive you to like, an God, interview. my mum's driving me to the interview. <laughs> I'd obviously just broke my leg. So I was, yeah. like, struggling up the stairs. So my mum and this very lovely receptionist was, like, like helping me get up the oh, stairs. Yeah. Um, they'd arranged a tour for me but then they saw me they were like oh do you want a tour and I was like I still want a tour and they were like should we just do the ground floor and I was like, <laughs> yeah just the ground floor so I did a ground floor tour to get very kind well. of a, a sense of it it's very very slow tour um, but yeah just my main bit about it was um, I was teaching a lesson and I was just quite tired because I'd obviously just broke my leg like 36 hours earlier so I just thought how can I do this and still get the job so I planned an opinion line mm. where, you know, they're meant to kind of stand oh, in the room standing. and say how mm. far they agree or disagree yep, yep, with something. Yep. And I just thought, I'm just too tired. So I said, you know what, we're going to do a cross-curricular with PE. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take a seat and I may then do opinion lines 
where they had to basically like stand up with the I'm level the that squatting. they were. So they either like fully agreed or they had to be like fully disagree okay. or like somewhere in the middle like this. I quite like that. Um, and I was like, God, is this okay? Like the deputy head's just watching me and I'm like making the kids do squats in a history lesson. Listen, um, they probably but loved yeah, it. But yeah, they enjoyed it. <laughs> they I definitely made an impression it. and I got the job. Interactive, um, yeah. interactive. So I just thought it's just like, yeah, it's not the funniest of stories, but I just think it just shows that, you know, even if something's gone a little bit wrong mm. just before your application, don't let that put you off. And yep. actually, it's a chance to kind of show your personality and your confidence. And Oh, definitely. Um, and definitely. I actually thought it's quite good to do squats in a history lesson. It's quite good for everyone. Did you really use that at another point? <laughs> I mean, I've never done like, um, yeah, a height no, I opinion now, line. I now regularly do. I like, instead of just thinking like opinion lines being kind of in a straight line, I do things like, um, sometimes I get them to like put their hands in the air if they fully agree, if they completely disagree, they like put their head on the table mm. and then like chance to close your eyes for five seconds. I, just I think also, I've heard recently that that's actually a really good way of getting students' brains like more engaged with uh, the bit of like AFL that you're doing because actually you're getting them actively like thinking about yeah. it because it's so much easier for them to do like I don't know thumbs up thumbs yeah, exactly. down or they're, or... they're always used to thumbs up and maybe they're not thinking about it or traffic lights and their planners but if you just do something a little bit different yeah well that's a good idea yeah. you have to steal that one from you Jenny yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> I'm getting my classes to do squats on Monday <laughs> sure my year 11s will really appreciate that <laughs> I mean, I have just come back from a school ski trip, but I still regularly squat in my lessons now. I just think, why not? Listen, get the squats in. <laughs> why not? Absolutely. But yeah, it's true. Like sometimes on the day when you're in an interview, like you have to think on your feet, uh, pun intended, yes. um, and you have to really kind of maybe something's gone wrong or something's not quite exactly how you want it. Like I've had it before where, you know, they tell you you've got like a certain amount of time mm. to teach. So like you've got a 20 minute lesson or a half, I mean, I hate that, I've got to say. I'm, yes. I prefer it actually if they give you the whole hour yeah. because I actually want them to see me teaching. Yeah. Like actually yeah. teaching. I feel like 20 minutes or, God, I've had 15 minutes before. Do you know what I've had? I've had seven. No. Seven. How did they, what did you even do for seven I, minutes? I walked out of that. So there's seven of us applied for the job. Six of us walked out of the assessment day. Because they literally gave you seven minutes. everything about it was just a joke. But yeah, one of them, I think it was meant to be 15 minutes. Okay. But they did put someone me out, run over or something? They put like me outside that. the wrong classroom. <gasps> And oh then no. when they finally brought me to the right one, they were like, oh, this isn't actually a history lesson. This is an English lesson, but we'll just tell them to listen to your oh my God. seven minute Similar history lesson. Similar thing happened to me. So I got an email, I've got an email confirming that I've got this interview. Um, and then I'd emailed them back saying like, oh, what, what lesson am I teaching? Now I'm an RE specialist, so I'm assuming this was for an assistant head position though. So they can give you some other random mm. subject. So I think they'd read on my um, my application that I was currently teaching citizenship. So they gave me a citizenship lesson. But in the email, they emailed me saying, you've got a citizen, no, you've got an RE lesson on, and then they put like local councillor elections. And I'm like, oh, that's not an RE lesson. So, but they'd sent that to me on a Friday for the interview on the Monday. And I was like, well, I can't even get in contact with them now to ask them, have I got an RE lesson or am I doing the citizen? So I just went in assuming that I was doing the citizenship lesson, which I happened to be. But I walked in there, I did teach the whole hour. The kids had already done this lesson before, which I 
they hadn't explained to me that it was a revision lesson. They had just oh. said, like, you're, you know, we're at this point in the unit, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, you could tell in the kids' faces they were bored because I wasn't teaching that. them anything new. Oh, that's really unfair. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a little bit of a annoying one. And I only realised, maybe, like, half an hour into the lesson, oh, they've done this before. Mm. And the teacher, like, said to me, oh, yeah, this is a revision. And I was thinking, like... Oh, you could have told me that before. So, like, I do feel like with applications, sometimes it's a little bit of a... You don't really know what you're kind of going in yeah. and doing. Um, and they do like to keep some of the things as a bit of a surprise as well. I mean, we've got, we're going to have a whole episode on interviews and yeah, the interview yeah. process. So I don't want to talk too much about that now. But, um, yeah, they can sometimes obviously not tell you what you're going to be doing on the day, mm. um, which, again, causes a lot of anxiety. <laughs> Um, if you're someone like me who wants to just know and prepare for what you're going to do but I guess that's all part of the process but in terms of applications um, I think it's actually my favourite part of the process I actually really love that application process because mm. I get to show off what or like what I can do who I am in my application um, and I've been given a few bits of advice over the years that really seem to have worked with my applications and I've got to say, and this is not me showing off or anything like that, but when I was applying for jobs uh, two years, well, it would have been nearly two mm. years ago now, I got every single job I applied for, I got an interview for, and I yeah. genuinely believe that was down to my how good my application was. Um, there was that assistant head role that I was just speaking about. Um, there were over 100 applicants for that job. Oh, wow. And they told us that at the interview, like when we got there, and they were like, oh, there was over 100, so, you know, well done for getting through that bit like mm. that's it and I was like wow okay like my application must be yeah. good so like one of my main things was um from years ago from you funnily enough oh. um and I don't know why we were having this conversation but I you you had said to me oh like you need to think about your USP and I'm like what the hell is a USP <laughs> I was like this is when like we literally first knew each other um, and I was like, what's a USP? And you're like, no, your unique selling point. You know, like, my unique selling point is whatever. I can't remember what you told what me at the time. What did you say? <laughs> I don't know. What do I think? Oh, I don't know. Um, you probably said, like, I don't know. I actually can't remember what you said. But I, mean, I, I mean, the the secret is I have a different unique selling point depending on, obviously, which school I'm applying for. Well, this, this is the thing, so, right? Yeah. So, for me, my, my main unique selling point is I've, I was born and bred in East London. And I usually apply for East London mm. schools so my unique selling point is I understand what how the kids are growing up right mm. now and I'm, I've been in the exact same position um and so you know I went to a state school I like I said I grew up in East London um I came from a very deprived uh, background like all of those types of things so for me that is usually my unique selling point and I always the first paragraph I go in there with my unique selling point. So before I go into anything about my teaching experience, because I feel like that first paragraph, they need to read that first couple of sentences and really want to read on. Um, it's almost a bit like writing an I essay, isn't it? I was about to say, isn't it? It's like when yeah. we're teaching them how to write an A-level history essay and it's mm. like your introduction's got to sell it to them. Like what, like yeah, history, like what is yourself. your argument? And they need to see it from the very start. Yeah. No good that it suddenly gets better halfway through. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. strong from the start. Yeah, so I always go in with what my unique selling point is. And like you said, you can adapt it 
depending on the school that you're applying for because I did work in Essex at one point and obviously mm. my unique selling point maybe wouldn't have been quite the same um, when I went there um, but yeah because uh, I used to work in the charity sector so I think I remember my unique selling point mm. at that point was oh like talking about my charity work and how that links to teaching because that was right at the very beginning of my career but yeah I think you're right it's about that initial oomph to kind of like yeah. sell yourself and get them to listen and read on. Because imagine how many applications like they're exactly. reading through. And really, they're not gonna read, I'm sorry, but they're not gonna read through absolutely everything that you've written. They're definitely gonna skim through. They're just looking for key things, aren't yeah, they? They're yeah, like, yeah. okay, you know, if you're going for your first, I don't know, head of department role, other people might already be heads of department, so they're looking at that, aren't they? Has someone already done this job mm, before? They yeah. might be looking at the years of experience you've got teaching. Yeah. They might be looking at, oh, are you giving some statistics about your specialism your GCSEs or, or yeah. what areas of the school you've had whole school responsibility in, for example. Um, and then my other main bit of advice, and I, I genuinely believe this is why my application kind of always goes through to interview, is to structure your paragraphs in, a, in such a way where it, um, it's not bitty and it actually flows into the kind of the impact of what you've done. And this is really difficult when you've been teaching a long time because you've got so many things that you want to speak about. Mm. So I tend to sit down when I'm writing an application, I sit down and I think, right, what are like four or five key things that I want to focus on. Yes, I think more than five things in my current school, mm. for example. But what five things do I want to concentrate on? For example, being head of year. Okay, I'm going to have one whole paragraph on being head of year. I'm going to have one paragraph on being an RE specialist because, yeah. you know, I want to talk about my the grades that I get the kids and all of this mm. kind of stuff. Um, and then maybe I want to talk about whole school responsibility that I've had or whatever else. But um, someone gave me a piece of advice to write your paragraph in a stair um so the stair is the acronym so oh. situation target so like what was the situation so let's say head of year okay i'm going to talk about my head of year uh, status and what was the target so that kind of um really brings it down into what am i going to talk about being a head of year again and i want to be generic here because they're, they're probably going to have loads of other heads of years applying so they know what head of year does but what have I specifically done as in my head of year role that can benefit that, that school that I'm applying for? So situation, target, action. What did I do to action the target? Um, impact and then reflection. Ah, okay. So I know a similar one, but star. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yours is okay. So that's interesting because obviously the R in star is result, which is kind of oh, like the okay. I impact, but then you reflect. So I like the reflection part. I like that. That's good. Because it's just the one sentence ender to yeah. just be like, you know, if I was to do this again, or if I was to try and implement this in a new school, yeah. I would you know, instead. And what's you know? so good about that is that you can then tailor it to that school. Because one of the things I was going to say, right. I, I really like the application process as well, actually. And I really like researching. So I think I like researching the school, yeah. looking through their website, looking through their policies. Um, and with that R for stare, for reflection, that gives you a chance to prove that you know what that school's about. Exactly. Because you can say, in your small school setting where you do mm. this, I could do this. And and you're right, because actually you might be applying for a completely different type of school. Like, I know you're going to talk a little bit about 
applied to private schools, for example. Now, if, if me, as a person that's never worked in a private school, if I was to then go and apply, that reflective part is showing that mm. actually I can work in any setting. It's not about me being pigeonholed into a specific school or mm. a specific role, because especially applying for assistant head roles, you know, I'm not an assistant head. So yeah. I need to show how actually all yeah. of these things that I'm currently doing, I am a reflective practitioner. I can, you know, do this in yeah. an assistant head uh, capacity instead. Um, but yeah, I do like the reflective um, No, part. I really like that. And also that linking to when we do the podcast on interviews, often the questions are about reflection, aren't they? Mm -hmm. They're about, mm -hmm. okay, can you think about a lesson that went well and why it went well yeah. or a lesson that didn't go so well and yeah. what would you do differently? So they schools like to see that reflection so if you're showing it at the application stage yeah. that's again something that's going to make you stand out i think and then i never go beyond two pages ever because i feel like once they've hit that two page mark they're not reading it anymore Ooh, and i never go beyond one page oh i'm oh no i'm yeah. a two pager oh I that's am, interesting I am a four paragraph girl that's all i do okay okay so i do paragraph one yeah selling point yeah yeah Paragraph two, why I want to work at that school. Yeah, okay. Paragraph three, why I want that role and why I'd be perfect for that role. And paragraph four, just a conclusion that just includes how amazing I am and why I should pick. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like I like to shorten it down, and I've always said no. I never go past two pages because, mm. like I said, I don't think they read. Two is this like a cover letter you're talking about for two pages? Um, what do you mean uh, if there's like a because school applications can yeah, be. Annoying, I was going to say they? sometimes they vary, don't they? Because do you mean sometimes when there's like a box in the application yeah. that says why should we pick you? Yeah, 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 Okay. And sometimes they put they put a word limit on it mm -hmm. or a character limit on it. So like yeah, like you said, it varies. Um, some schools want a cover letter mm. rather than like a full on you know letter of application. Um, if you're applying through like TES, which is obviously like the main place to mm -hmm. apply, um, but then actually I think when out of London as well, usually um, is it like counties? I think sometimes they have their own county yeah. application system as well, don't yeah. they? Like the county of Kent or Hertfordshire or something like that. I think they have their own yeah. website specifically for applications for their schools. So yeah, it, it's um, mainly you're going to need some kind of application letter though so whether it's um a cover letter or it's on, on an actual application yeah. that's always going to be the case um so yeah oh so we do we do it similarly but there are slight yeah slight differences and it seems like we're getting the same thing across aren't we in terms of showing that we know that school mm -hmm. and you're doing it through the stair model yeah. And I'm doing it maybe in that particular paragraph that shows I've looked at that school and why. So I do. So in the first paragraph, I do my unique selling point, but I also do why that school within. Okay. So I kind of combine that yeah. together rather than writing its whole own paragraph. And then what I do is I also look at their tagline for the school. So, you know, every school have their own uh be the best or whatever i don't know like there's always, always a different so um i think there was one that was like respect tolerance and um hard being hard working or something like that so i look at their tagline and whatever their kind of character curriculum is because again mm. schools will have a character curriculum and i always try and include their wording yeah within my application so at least a couple of times throughout my application i will put their 
specific wording in there. Yeah, same here. So I'd see kind of throughout looking at their website, these are kind of buzzwords that they mm -hmm. keep using. Yeah. And therefore kind of subtly bring them into my yeah. application so they know that I'm already one of them and they can see me kind of hitting on there. Well, no, but it is about that yeah. though, isn't it? It's about you already showing them and it's about kind of like thinking, I've already got the job. Mm. I'm already, you know, um, I mean, I spoke a little bit about this on our mental health episode, but when I was going for my current role, um, I was in a pretty rough place, like mental health wise. But I remember my sister just saying to me, no, 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 you need to literally, if, when you go into that interview, you imagine yourself, you've already got the role. Mm. You imagine them calling you up and saying, you've got it, like, this is, you know, we want you or whatever mm. else. So I literally, I went in there, like, I've already got this. <laughs> it's, it's really, it works. But it's really, really hard. It's really hard for me to do, definitely, because you have to show off. You have to show off and you have to, the application process I find easier because I can show off through my writing. Mm. It's, the very, it's a different story showing off in person, which I think obviously will concentrate yeah. more on the other episode. Yeah. But in the application, yeah, trying to use the buzzwords, your USP, and then some kind of good structure for your actual paragraphs. I mean, we're really taking our own advice as teachers here because honestly, if I read mm. through, if I read through an application that I've done when I was an NQT, it would probably look horrendous because I genuinely, mm. I don't think I had like a full on like structure to it. Now I'm like, no, I treat this like, this is an assignment. Yeah. I'm doing this as an assignment. This is my, you know, I need to get a level nine or yeah. an A star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I need them to take me on. What I find interesting as well, I don't know if you'd have had this as a head of year, but when I was a head of department for those five years, I've seen a lot of other people's applications. Yeah, um, and no, not so much for me. And you see truly dire ones. And the things that stand out is you can tell when someone has just fired off loads of applications. And they've literally used the same kind of thing they're over same, and over the same again. same thing, and it's so bland that you know they don't even know what school they're applying for. Yeah. So I think one thing that you definitely, definitely need to do is show that you've put effort into yeah. finding out about that school. Because this school are ultimately deciding, are they going to pay you a decent salary for however many years you're going to be there? I think so, it's really, like I was speaking to an ex-colleague recently actually, and she was saying, oh, I just don't have the mental capacity to do these applications because it's a long process um and i agree with you that you need to show that you are applying to that school but i do tend to only change really the first paragraph mm. rather than the whole uh, yeah. application yeah so i do think there are ways around it yeah. that you don't have to you know rewrite a whole new application because actually your main body paragraphs are really going to stay the same yeah because they're like, about you why you're right. good for a role and presumably you're going for similar mm. roles at the same you know at different schools so yeah you might have applied to seven different schools but they're all as head of history yeah so yeah you're right the rest of the application is going to look really similar but yeah, that's what I found shocking. I was thinking, all you need to do is have one paragraph tailored to the school. Where you're, yeah, exactly. And you haven't bothered. Yeah. So if you haven't bothered, it's like, well, you're not going to make the I points. always end off as well with something to do with the school. Yeah. So that they've started with being like, right, she wants to be at this school. And they've yes. ended with, she wants to be at this school. So my end kind of, it's not even a paragraph, it's just a couple of lines to just say, um, you know, I want to work here because like ending off like, right, this is this is what yeah. I would be perfect for And linked well. to that, this has just made me think about some other very bad applications I saw. 
you want to say you want to work for that school because you like something about the way that school operates. Yeah. Which I know sounds really obvious, but I would read things like, oh, I really want to live near Shoreditch, so I want to apply for your school. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not cool. That's it's not, not cool. like, you know, even if that's true, don't tell us that. Tell, tell the person something yeah. that's good about their school. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not picking you. I mean, in, in reality, you're going to be, really, you're going to be with the head teacher. So the head teacher obviously, you know, loves their school because they've made it the way, however it is. So it's a little bit of an ego boost, isn't it? Mm. They want to they wanna see that, you know, you want to work at that school, not yeah. because of distance, which yeah. is definitely a factor when you're applying, like 100%. Like for me, I'm like half an hour, more than half an hour drive. I don't even apply for any, mm. you know, schools outside of a half an hour drive. But I don't tell the school that. Yeah, they don't I'm know. like, you're just within my yeah. half an hour yeah, <laughs> like, like, perimeter. I'm so happy to help with your commute, Roxy. <laughs> we'll definitely give you an interview. Or like, um, because I work in a London school, for example, if you're in an inner London school, obviously you get a much better pay. Yeah, you don't um, see that in the application. I'm not going to, again. You I'm, pay better than the school yeah, down the road. Your class is an inner London school. It's like, they know they're an inner London yeah. school. I know they're an inner London school. I yeah. don't need to put that in my application. So yeah. I think, yeah, there's this, there's this kind of factor of being genuine. Like you want to be genuine, but you, you, you know, use your common sense. Don't like put something in there that's really not relevant to the actual job role. Really, you're just discussing the actual job role. Um, and then I think that's probably another thing, isn't it? Is that making sure the application is catered towards that job role. I mean, you said about um, saying why I'm perfect for this mm. specific role. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I have an application for assistant head and I have an application for head of year, for example. Yeah. Which is slightly different yeah. because obviously with the assistant head applications, usually, I mean, not all the time, but usually they put a certain area that you would be in charge of. So let's say it was teaching and learning or pastoral mm. or whatever else, then obviously you're going to need to cater your application to that specific um, job role. Like when you were um, applying to train teachers, your application would have been different. Yeah, really different. Very different yeah. to yeah. being a head of history, Yeah, which is what yeah. your role was. So before. I have different folders all saved and it's like head of department applications, head of new yeah. applications, TLR applications. Yeah. Um, um and then yeah a completely separate one for when i left left teaching um mm. and, and kind of linked to what you were saying before about how you have to accept that you're going to omit things yeah depending on which job you're going for you might have some great experiences that you really no, want to tell it's really me about. Hard, actually. Again, it's a bit like being a student, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've revised for an exam. You want to tell you know the exam everything. about everything you know. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like the examiner hasn't said, tell me everything you know. They've yeah. said, answer this exact question. And it's almost it's like giving ourselves the same advice. Mm. They've asked you, why do you want to work at this school in this role? So don't tell them about all these other things you've done that aren't relevant. And actually, once you've got through the application process and you're at the interview stage, you can shout from the rooftops about all these other things mm. but you're right you really do have to narrow it down into yeah. i would say four or five things maximum yeah that you are saying right this is this is why this part they know right we've been teaching what 14 i've been teaching like 14 years now they know you've got a lot of different strings to your bow you've done yeah. a lot of different things yeah you need to focus it in on and you're right it's like yeah in an essay how many essays have we read where the child's just gone and just literally put everything that they know on a page without yeah. actually reading the question and then yeah. they don't get 
open marks for it. Mm, exactly. Same application. So how, just very quickly before we end off, how is the application process different for a private school? Because I've never applied to a private school and I've got to say, I, do, I would have some reservations mm. because I would genuinely believe that, that there is a big difference between going to a private school, or like applying to a private yeah. school, to a state school, or even a grammar school, I don't know. Yeah, so I've applied for all of those, um, and they're not actually that different. Um, the one thing I'd say is noticeably different is if you do get a job in a private school, they're expecting you to have an extracurricular contribution. Uh-huh, So okay. it's saying what you'll contribute to the co-curricular life of the school. And what I would say from now in my, I've now been at three private schools, um, think about what you're actually willing to do. Because my very first private school, <laughs> when I really wanted the job, yeah. all of a sudden I'm in charge of a netball team every Saturday morning. Oh no. And also... I'm going for the PE oh, curricular, extracurricular. I just said, oh, I, I'm a, I, oh, look at all these sports that I do and I'm so enthusiastic. Yeah. And all of a sudden I've been given the netball team uh -oh. and, and I had to help run CCF, Combined Cadet Force. And it was oh, awful. I took you've done cadets and the netball oh, team. And I oh, I took my so, God. so long to pass my weapons test. I was terrible and I hated it. Um, I actually really liked that school and that job. But the things that put me off was having to do netball and having to do What CCF. do you do now? Uh, what did you say for your current role as your... Chess. Uh, oh, chess is a good one. I've run yes. chess club before. Yes. Okay. So I learned quite a long time ago. To you got to do something inside, yes. not PE. Yeah, <laughs> chess. Chess is my answer. So I could already play chess, but not Did you not brilliantly. do debate? Something to do with debating? No, always chess. No, it's just so much easier. Oh, I feel like you <laughs> So it was when we worked together, do you know, we all had to run enrichment clubs. And I tried yeah. running a history one. And it was a lot of effort to organise each week. And then I thought, actually, if I run chess club... Mm -hmm. I don't want to do When you left, I've done chess club. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I also ran a Harry Potter film club. Best club ah. to run ever. Because literally we watched the Harry Potter films and we discussed ah. the Harry Potter characters. That's what we've done. Like perfect for yeah. me. I bloody love that. See, I don't love Harry Potter. So that no, but you could but, do a film club. Yeah. There were film clubs, like there were things that you the know. The chess club I loved even more because I just got on with marking. Oh, yeah, well, and then all I'd have to do every so often, they would ask my advice on what to do in that move. Yeah. And I'd read Chess for Dummies, watch The Queen's Gambit, just, you know, that's a bit of that. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I now always offer Chess Club. That's my advice if you want to work at a private but school. But that is a good, that is actually a really good piece of advice that, um, you know, in a private school, they will expect you to be running some kind of extracurricular, yeah. whereas in a state school, they do not expect that yeah. well not in and, and also i'd say i'm saying we worked in an academy and they yeah. did and yeah, i think they were rule. obviously taking that um from probably from yeah. the private school mm -hmm. kind of model um but yeah as a rule you don't usually have to do extracurriculars at, unless you want to i do run extracurriculars yeah. Yeah. at the state school but that's because i want to not because yeah. I, it's, I'm contracted to do so. Yeah. Is it actually in your contract that you need yeah. to run? Um, oh, there yeah, you go. Uh, it varies from school to school. But what I'd also say as well is don't go in assuming because you love sport that that's going to be what you offer because actually they might have such a large games and sports department right. that okay. they want you to do something else. So yeah. I would just think about what you're willing to do. Um, so there's Duke of Edinburgh is always an obvious one, but yeah. that's quite a big, that's commitment, a big commitment as well. But it? it might be something you really enjoy. It might be that you want yeah. to be on a sports team. 
Um, but I would think about other things that you can do in terms of like UCAS applications, um, mock interviews, because mm. that can yeah, be a role as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess just think about what a private school's trying to achieve. They're trying, just like a state school, but they're trying to get a large number of kids into Oxbridge. So if you maybe even come from an Oxbridge background, they'll like that and they'll probably want you to be kind of one of the mentors or something. Or yeah, yeah. Into, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because... just think about what you can offer beyond your teaching. Mm. So um, I think, Roxy, it's your turn for the get in the bin. Yeah, so a bit of a controversial one. And we when we were discussing this before, I, could, we couldn't, I couldn't think of a solution. So I apologise because usually we try and do a get in the bin and then go for the win. Um, but my get in the bin, and this is a bit of a bugbear of mine because it has happened to me before, is that I really wish that schools would put some kind of disclaimer or something in their application process when they've got an internal applicant that the job is for. Now, what this means is sometimes, and this is not every single time, obviously, because we're sitting here with roles that clearly I'm sure internal applicants went for as well. I know definitely for my current end of year role, uh, there were at least four internal applicants at the mm. actual interview and none of them got, there were three head of year roles going that year. Right. None of them got it. So obviously it's not always the case, but there are times and it has happened to me before where I've gone to an interview and I'm like, well, okay, this role has clearly been put out for somebody specific. Um, and, you know, I mean, some people are a little bit brazen at interviews and they just tell you straight up, like, basically, yeah, I'm an internal applicant and this is basically for me. Um, and I have seen it happen in previous schools before where they've advertised a role and it's like, why have they advertised that? Um, you know, and they've, yeah. they've maybe even inc encouraged other people to go for it because they need an interview uh, what do they call it? They need an interview. Pool. They need like, yeah, an interview pool of people. Um, <coughs> it happened Sorry. to my husband where they literally were like, you should definitely go for this role. It was for an assistant head role. And he's like, he actually said to them, no, I know that this role is for somebody. Mm. Um, and they were like, no, don't be silly. Who got the job? That person. Mm. I mean, you know, it's like, just be honest, you know, just, just be honest. Um, and may maybe the answer is or the solution is to put just like a little disclaimer yeah, or something that like that. That internal applicants will be applying for this role. That's yeah. Or, or yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe it's, it can't be so outright as in like this is for somebody because you were saying like legally they have to advertise. Mm. And I understand that. Yes. Mm. OK. Legally, you have to advertise for a role, especially if it's a kind of like an assistant head role or something like that. They have to advertise for it. They can't. Mm. Although, I mean, I have had, I've been in a school before mm. where they have uh, yeah. done a very shifty one and kind of advertised for it, in air quotations, if you are listening mm. to, in, to this on the podcast, um, and it's not actually been advertised See, at all. See, it's actually, when you think about it, it seems so short-sighted, like, yes, maybe you've got someone that you think is brilliant, but there could be someone out there that's better. Yeah. So it seems like, yes, you legally get told you have to advertise but maybe you should genuinely give everyone a chance and realize that the person you've got maybe isn't your best i've got to say some schools are better than others with yeah. doing that so like they go in with more of an open mind but i did work for a head that it was very clear every time he advertised for a role he had mm. someone that that was 
you know, his person that he it was going to give like it to. Somewhere you shouldn't want to work, then, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. The, to me, that makes me feel like, well, I'm not even going to bother going for something. Like, mm. especially if you're in that school and you're an internal applicant yourself. Yeah. Does that, does just, Do you know, you know this makes me think? I know we're kind of running out of time here, and we wanted to talk a bit about kind of visiting a school before putting an application in. We didn't really get to, but maybe that's a chance where you could actually find that out so if you are thinking mm. of applying for a school you could put in a visit to the school or a phone call or whatever that works for you and you could probably subtly find out then are there internal applicants going for this yeah if they don't want to put it on their actual application that goes on tes that there are internal mm. applicants you could go and visit the school beforehand or have a phone call with the head of that department and just say are you able to tell me is anyone yeah. else going for it yeah, and actually, usually you speak with the head teacher. I mean, usually, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's like deputy head or something like that. But usually they're pretty like they're pretty good with answering questions. Like if you call them or if you're going on a visit. Um, See, I I normally actually if I'm calling, I ask to, if I'm not going for like a head of department role, I would ask to speak to the head of department because I think I'm going to get a more honest answer. You probably would get a more honest answer speaking mm. to the head of department and the head teacher, because yep. obviously the head teacher wants as many people to apply as possible mm. to get their pool of, of people, even if they've got your earmark for somebody, they still want a good application process because otherwise, I don't know, it kind of, again, it can go into this very like political thing of, oh, they're just hiring people that they want rather mm. than rather than actually fairly going through the application process, which we would all love to think happens all the time, but mm. it really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's my get in the bin. Um, maybe I'm being a bit cynical, but I think over the years I've realised that it does happen quite yeah. often. And yeah. It's just frustrating, isn't it? Because you've wasted yeah. your time. You take a lot of time with these applications. If you're not firing them off like the person yeah. that you which kind of said Which we just said off. doesn't work. So yeah. you don't want to fire them off. Yeah. And it's a <sighs> lot of time and effort and a lot of mental, you know, workload mm. um, to apply and be waiting for an application and, you know, uh, waiting to see whether you've, you've mm. got it or not. But... Yeah, that's my get in the bin. Who knows? Maybe I can campaign for yeah. disclaimers yeah. on TES yeah. in the future. Yeah. We'll go to the House of Commons and talk about that, David. Not quite. House of Lords, that's my aim. Get into oh, the House of Lords. That was one of my aims as a child. Yeah. For services to education. Not so, as a child, now, only from recently uh, I, I was have really I thought to age. myself, yeah, you, yeah, definitely. I did not have that exposure as a young kid. Like, I didn't even know what the House of Lords was when I was a kid. But um, definitely recently, I'm like, you know what? One of us, like one of me or somebody in my kind of friendship group that's a teacher needs to go into the House of Lords mm. and actually... <laughs> Maybe this could be a whole other podcast somehow. <laughs> um, we should yeah. probably wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap um, it up. What I was going to say is tune in next week as well because we've got two more guests. So we've got two guest speakers. We've got Flo and Claire. They are from the MTPT project, um, and we're doing it to coincide with Mother's Day. And they're mm. going to be talking about planning to have a family whilst at work, and also working parenthood. So how to make it work. Yeah. So yeah, we hope you tune in for that. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.